we're always trying to stay safe. And this is a topic that men and I kind of talked about with each other in the past, but never really did any research on it. So today we're definitely gonna, gonna dive deep and teach you some interesting things. AirPods, for example, I found out that my AirPods are admitting more EMF than my phone. So what am I going to Ooh, do about that? Go. I've been working, told him, please don't hit my phone. I'm in my zone, bro, just leave me alone. Was on the road, but I swear I'm coming home. Now the drinks on me, I think we need a toast. See, I did it for me. Now my old friends calling, told him nothing's for free. Told me time is money, dog, swear I paid all my fees. I was starving for this game, now my family can't eat. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Cup of News here at the Couple Nurses Podcast. Got your host, Matt and myself, Peter. But first, um, you could say showkeeping or show notes or what'd you call it? Doesn't matter, besides the point. Make sure you guys check out couplenurses.com. We keep all our show notes there. We keep all our podcasts, all our vlogs. We keep that website up up to date. And also don't forget to check out wearefrontlinewarriors.com for your latest mindfulness and wellness blog posts. And both of those also have shops. We have some cool merch there and we have some cool merch coming out in the future. We're going to try to update that periodically with just some some cool stuff. I just want to thank everybody for listening, for tuning in on our platform, especially YouTube. We're trying to always grow YouTube audience just because it's more visually appealing. You guys actually see us and see how we actually look. And don't forget to check out our Facebook groups. If you guys don't know where we are or just curious what we are, we are on, you can just Google us, a couple of nurses, and we're going to pop up everywhere on your Google feed. What's up, Matt? I'm chilling, brother. I'm ready for this awesome jam-packed episode. In today's episode, we're going to talk about electromagnetic radiation fields, the harmful effects on the human body, and also the current guidelines and what our government is saying, the FCC, about EMF. We're always trying to stay safe, and this is a topic that men and I kind of talked about with each other in the past, but never really did any research on it. So today, we're definitely going to, going to dive deep and teach you some interesting things because when we think about like EMF or radiation, most of us usually think of like your CT scans or radiation for, for chemo, not for chemo, but for cancer and just hospital things. And you don't really take into perspective or into account all the radiation and magnetic fields you have literally around you. Yeah. And electronic, electronic uh, magnetic frequencies, they're produced with anything that's visible. That's a device, meaning Wi-Fi, cell phone, radio, Bluetooth speakers, our laptops, our lights that are on during our homes. And they're, they're just these invisible lights that are produced when an electron is spinning and being um, pushed out to create electric charge. Right, because some of you guys know, you don't need to go to physics to know this, but mat matter is always being you know created and destroyed. It doesn't go away. It's always moving around. And electrons are technically in matter. So when you put the light on, you're emitting light, but you're also emitting electrons, whatever you have plugged in. Everything that is electronical emits electrons. And like we said, matter is never really destroyed. So it's always fluctuating around us, moving back and forth. So this is kind of uh, like you could say a really big deal. Yeah. And one way to think about this is like the human body. We produce energy ourselves, right? And you have somebody that's that's, for example, anxious, they're producing so much energy in their body, they don't know what to, what to do with it, they don't know how to get rid of it. So what do you do? You start moving around and getting fidgety, you get anxious, you kind of play with your nails. I think that's a great example to kind of think about 
how these magnetic fields and invisible energies work. Right. And we're trying to go balls deep into this, into this topic. Matt even bought a EMF uh, radiation tester, you could say, right? So if you guys are on YouTube, you could see this little little thing. Uh, and Matt's been testing everything in his, ho- in his, in his condo, and I'm going to be testing everything in mine. And you're just surprised on what puts out high amounts of, of radiation and things that you don't even expect to put out magnetic radiation or electronic med- uh, radiation, and, and it does. Yeah. So just to kind of get into some details here, the first thing is understanding the electric field, which is produced by voltage. So the devices that we have in the homes, it releases an electronical voltage. And that's the pressure that's used for an electron that goes through the wire. You could think about it as much as water being pushed through a pipe, and that's the voltage that's being emitted. And that is voltage per meter, which is V slash M. So that's how we check voltages on this device that we have here. Mm. The second thing is a magnetic field, and that's like the flow of currents through wires and electronical devices. And these, this measurement is through micro Teslas, which is like a U and a T, or millitons of Tesla. So for this podcast specifically, what we're more fascinated with is the magnetic field. Mm. That's through usually devices that have Wi-Fi, uh, cellular devices, or a microwave admits them, and anything that is more than just a regular device like a remote or a TV that's emitting it. Uh, in this case, here we have on the, the podcast platform some AirPods to test. Yeah, it's really interesting. Or what, what I learned and I found very interesting is that appliances and electronics, they consistently emit electronic or electric fields. Even like some studies show that our bodies emit electric fields, right? It's where the energy kind of comes from. But magnetic field, that gets emitted when appliances are plugged in. So that's why when we were using this this device, this electro- electromagnetic radiation tester, even when we unplugged our appliances, it still gave off an electric field, but didn't give off really a magnetic field because it wasn't plugged in. Yeah. And surprisingly, like we tested all our stuff and things emit a lot of a lot of these these um electromagnetic frequencies. And it's kind of kind of scary because we have some research that we're gonna talk about in a little bit and it's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. So when it comes to these electromagnetic uh, fields, uh, there's two different kinds, categories. There's the high frequency EMFs and low to mid frequencies, which is uh, low mid frequencies are usually everything that you see at home, which is your de- your devices, radio waves, uh, Bluetooth speakers. Those are, those are emitting low to mid frequencies, and it's not really evidence-based to speculate that it produces damage to DNA or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There's research that we found, but current guidelines say it doesn't. Yeah. But of course, you know, we can't trust the science as we always say, we gotta dig deeper. Uh, the other part is the high frequency EMFs. Uh, those are things like Peter mentioned, X-rays, CT scans, MRI, and even gamma rays. So those are actually ionizing radiations, meaning those directly alter the DNA and causes damage. Um, and that's measured by extrahertz. So you know how you have 5G, which is gigahertz. This is extrahertz, which is like 10 to the 18th power. So mm-hmm. it's some serious energy that's being admitted. Um, and you know, there's that's why there's damage. For example, patients that get radiation, they lose hair, or uh, they get leukemia, right? Or they get like low uh, white counts from all that. So that's actually causing direct harm to the body. And we know for a fact those are har- um, harmful. That's why. X-ray techs on things like that have to keep their distance when they're shooting films 
And some even physicians don't want to give their patients x-rays every day or whatever the case might be because it causes harmful effects to the body. Yeah, like when people take like an x-ray or even when you're in a CT scanner, they have you wait outside the room, right? They have a specially built room. So it, it diminishes or you could say decreases the, the amount of exposure to people that that don't want that exposure, right? When you go in, when you're in a hospital and like you're in the ICU or you get a portable x-ray, the person puts on a, a special, you could say, kind of uniform that protects them from that radiation. So that basically shows you that, hey, exposure to, to this kind of radiation is, is gives you negative effects, right? Detrimental so, to your health. Right. So imagine how much radiation you have flowing around your house. Imagine if we took this uh, to our next travel contract, we put it on sort of walking around the unit and seeing what these devices are emitting. Mm-hmm. We probably, people probably think we're crazy, but. But imagine because like, even like if an office space or a hospital, there's, you gotta have really good Wi-Fi. Everything has to be kind of synchronized together and like an electronic level because, you know, we have computers, we have all these electronics that make our life easier, but in the long run, it could have some kind of negative effects on us. And I'll be really probably curious. Well, once we go to Texas, I'll, we're probably gonna bring this in. We'll probably scope it out, see what happens because even podcasting here, just using these, these mics, this computer, we're getting bombarded with these with these frequencies. And yeah, Matt's putting it on right now. Look at that. It's thick. That's a lot. It keeps going up. It's this microphone up. is emitting 250 volts mm. per meter of uh, electric- electricity. And usually this would, this would beep to show that's harmful, but we turn off the, the volume. And, you know, people, and this is, a, this is invisible kind of stuff, so it's hard to, hard to kind of keep track of and you can't see it, right? So you're not really sure how much you're being exposed to it. Some people live under power lines. They live next to like uh, certain factories that they create energy imagine how much exposure they're getting without even knowing it and it's not something that's probably spoken about because you don't want to deter somebody from not buying a house because it's located next to a generator right you don't want to do that you don't want to scare people because their how their home is under power lines but this is something that we should take take into consideration because there isn't a whole lot of research on it and as we grow as a society, as humans, we, we create more wireless technologies and become more dependent on these things that, that, em- that emit this kind of radiation. And it's kind of scary to think about where it could be in the future. It makes me kind of think with like, te- uh, not Tesla, what's his name? Elon Musk, because we want to get so synced up and be more cyborgish, right? But, you know, that's cool and all. We can have all these functionalities, but what is the long-term effects of that Mm. what you know it's not measured or anything like that and keep in mind that our earth actually releases natural magnetic energy as well actually has its own electric electromagnetic field and that's why when you have a compass the needles pointing north or whatever direction it is it actually is emitting that frequency Mm. so we talked about ionizing radiation and we know that it's harmful to the human bodies and it causes hair loss, skin damage, tissue damage, damage to the bone marrow, etc. And you shouldn't be around it. And if you're pregnant, you shouldn't be around CT scans or get MRIs and, and all that. Mm. So what are the actual studies linking to um, the damage? So right now, it's, it would be unethical for humans, human studies to zap them with radiation or keep them in EMF um, environments to see what are the long-term apl- um, implications mm. of it. Um, later on in the studies, we'll talk about some mice studies that we found and things like that, which show, are showing positive results, meaning it is damaging when it comes to low to mid frequencies, because we only know for a fact that the high frequencies are causing damage. Hmm. Um, so definitely it's going to 
One thing that I think that you mentioned before the show is that we stopped funding this research, right? Yeah, so I actually looked up because it was hard for us to find like like research uh, about this because especially cell phones, like when they come came into the public sphere in like the 1980s, um, people understood that that this kind of radiation is detrimental to us, but yet they still kind of allowed cell phones to, to exist and cell phone towers are being built everywhere. And it was really interesting to look at that the FCC actually... Uh, and the government and FCC actually stopped funding research for the exploration of the impacts of like cell phones that uses radiation and and the effects on your health. So that's why we don't see a lot of studies like this because it's not governmentally funded. So if you want to explore the detrimental effects of let's say cell phone use on the human brain or human body or or cancer or anything like that, you have to be privately funded which is kind of counterproductive if you're trying to really find out the true science and, and, and the facts, right? And to protect the humans. Yeah, and a plus, like, I'm sure lobbyists are also involved in this kind of stuff, which which are probably against this kind of funding because if you see in a hospital that, hey, we need protection towards these, this kind of radiation, then why don't you think that we might need protection from radiation related to, like, cell phone use and stuff? And the only study that they really funded was regarding the, the heat produced from like AirPods and electronics because if you guys remember years and years ago, like sometimes these phones would overheat and they would explode and they would cause cause damage. They wouldn't always explode, but they were relating that damage caused by heat uh, was seen to be harmful. And that's what they kind of proved. So now there is a regulation on how hot and how warm your phone could get or your AirPods or appliances. And even like your laptops and, and MacBooks and cell phones, when you use them a lot or you're watching a movie, they get warm. So, but there's like certain mechanisms that, that like this, you can say this allow from your phone for, from overheating. And that's kind of what they, what they funded and what they saw as detrimental. But the radiation, the visible stuff coming out of this, no one's really looking into. Because imagine how detrimental it would be to technology and society if we found that overexposure to, to cell phone use or the radiation emitted from cell phones is shown to be detrimental. That would kind of put technology almost, it would flip it upside down and like we wouldn't be putting it right in a back burner or imagine creating some or, or imagine regulating it where Apple would have to create some kind of a cover or a casing for, for cell phones to not emit this kind of radiation. But that's to make it things really difficult because you're trying to make this wireless. And the way the wireless things communicate is also through this kind of radiation, which is, which is mind blowing. Which is really seen the micro Teslas that we'll right. talk about. And let's also keep in mind that there is no real life scenario or in the real life scenarios we're being exposed to multiple sources of emf radiation you have your laptop you have your airpods next to you you have your cell phone your light is producing something you got a microwave there there's multiple fields of radiation that's affecting us and there's no studies to show what a multiple sources have effects on biological beings right the studies that we looked at there's only one source of emf that's being um transmitted that could be causing damage and the one that you presented here that you found on um on cancer.gov that actually looked at power lines and exposure to childhood and its ties to leukemia and you found some pretty drastic stuff right yeah so this childhood study it was nine studies that reported a twofold increase in childhood leukemia among kids that were exposed to 0.4 micro teslas or higher and the other meta-analysis was, was 15 studies that showed 
a 1.7 fold increase in childhood leukemia among children they were exposed to 0.3 micro Teslas or higher. Mm. And this was like exposure. So they looked at exposure in their home because that's when that's usually the place where children spend the most time and specifically their bedrooms. So it's, it's crazy that if you have these radiation that equals 0.4 uh, million Tesla volts, whatever it's called. Micro Teslas. Micro yeah. Teslas, you could say. I'm no electrician or expert on this, but... It's saying that if your room is exposing you to 0.4 micro Teslas, your chance of leukemia or your kid's chance of leukemia increases times two. And if it's at 0.3, it's 1.7 times times higher, which is crazy because people don't know about it and this is invisible. And I haven't heard anything like this on the news. You know, we scanned our, our AirPods and it emits the same thing, if not more. Yeah. Right. And imagine people that wear AirPods all day. They have them in 24 hours, like 24 hours the majority of the day. They're exposed to it nonstop. Or our cell phones, we keep this cell phone in our pocket all the time. We're getting exposure. And this was showing that just 0.4 micro does does this does the damage where it causes literally cancer for kids. Yeah, and, and right now during the show, I'm actually just, I have this electromagnetic meter next to my cell phone and there's instances that it's going to admit 1.2, mm. uh, sometimes 1.3. So it's varying based on what's going on, but that just puts you into perspective that you have kids that are young that are constantly holding these, this iPad, this phone for hours on because let's face it, it's easier to have your kid looking on youtube for a couple hours and taking care of them and playing them with their toys or you playing with them so imagine the long-term effects that we have on this uh radiation right yeah because this literally we have radiation emitting from my pocket all the time and even the airpods were even worse than, than, than the cell phones yeah so that's the next thing i'm going to check yeah, here the airpods were, were wild and you know you know give your airpods to kids that are developing still growing and they get hit with all this radiation like it's apple slow clutch it's actually trying to connect to matt's airpods with my phone right now but imagine, imagine this. Like 1.3 to 0 0.9, I got 1.1 micro Teslas being admitted right now. Yeah, crazy. And, and the kids in the studies, it was 0 0.4. Yeah, that's wild. So imagine you trying to calm your kid down and and the kids, you know, he calms down once you put a music on or some or some videos for them to watch and you put these AirPods in them and they get hit with this giant radiation. What is that, 4.5? That's when, crazy. When I took it out, I'm capturing 1.43 micro Teslas right now. Yeah. See, that's, that's a lot. That's wild. And, and I know that these studies show the exposure over a 24-hour period, but this is four to five times the exposure or the amount of microtestles that these kids were exposed to that got leukemia. And that's insane. And this is just going to, we're becoming a more of a wireless world. So it's only going to get probably worse and worse. And like you said, Elon Musk wants to implant like chips in our brain imagine how much radiation that's going to to emit as directly to your to your neurons to your brain tissue so you never know what's going to happen and no one wants to study this because like i said if if this is if this is going to be shown as detrimental we're going to just stop technology you know it's not how it works it's exactly. kind of crazy and yeah that's interesting to see like what's going on to our health regarding this so you know regarding the fcc they have they're only checking thermal regulation mm -hmm. which has effects on the body where if you have a hot brain on one side it might affect something we don't know exactly what but we can speculate i mean if you think about it all our neurons are electrical conduction systems and they create these um geez i'm i'm missing i'm missing uh, my neurology knowledge right now but it creates whatever conduction sparks of electricity to create memory and responses when it comes to the muscles and everything so imagine what's happening to 
EMFs that are close to the brain? Is it, you know, destroying our axons? Is it ruining the myelin sheath where it's not being able to conduct electricity as good because of this magnetic radiation? We just don't know. And it's not being funded to study. Yeah, and it's crazy. And then like also check, like look at the electronics that you have by you when you sleep. Your cell phone usually by you, maybe you have like an Alexa, like some kind of, you know, uh, Google Home or whatever they, they have nowadays. Like that's all emitting radiation when you're sleeping. So you might be like, yeah, I'm not on my phone a lot during during the day. But guess what? When you put that phone down, it's next to your head when you're sleeping or your charger's there or whatever electronic you have there, you get that exposure too. People don't think about that. They, they think about just like whatever they carry on themselves. But when you sleep, guess what? You're around those electronics as well. And it's even scarier. So I'm going to go over some random facts that we found from the internet that's potentially linking EMF to disease. And the reason being we say potentially is because we can't for a fact say certainly that this is the issue. Mm. So science is, you know, sometimes behind. But it's interesting because there's things that I believe, for example, from like a spiritual standpoint, or maybe it's a little bit woo right? But I believe into it and I know its effects. So that's a dilemma with science that just because we can't measure things, that doesn't mean it's a myth that we should completely discredit it. It just means that we need to find better instruments to measure whatever. Just like mm. the study of epigenetics, look how long it took us to finally map our sequence. Mm. Um, so one thing here is that EMFs have been reported to suppress melatonin production in the pineal gland. As a result, what happens is there's a re reduced concentration of melatonin, which results increase uh, procalcitonin. When the pituitary gland does this, it increases estrogen and testosterone released by the gonads. Uh, based on this finding, we can hypothesize that the magnetic field increases the risk of certain hormone-dependent cancers, such as breast cancer and prosthetic carcinomas. Mm. Makes sense if you think about it, your pocket is always next to your damn sack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And was, what's crazy to think about or interesting to look at is like your body is basically fighting off cancer nonstop because your cells replicate so much and so often that there's always miscommunications or like misreplications. So when cancer happens, it's basically due to like misreplication of your cells that, that become cancerous and they, you know, grow instead of your, your, your good cells. So like, like the key thing to take away is try to expose yourself to like a, a least amount of, you could say, cancer causing things in life as possible and that's going to decrease your, your chances because your body does have like a safety mechanism it has telomeres and, and things like that but just like looking at looking at anything else the more exposed you are to a negative thing the more likely it is for you to happen yes. and what we looked at too is that there has been a 30 percent incre increase in cancer from 1973 until 2015 when this study was was looked at and we're not saying that it's due to increase in cell phone use or increase in appliances, but I'm sure those those are applicable to to this to these scenarios because it's something that we've been using more and more as time goes on. And you know, diet, exercise, and all that does contribute to cancer, but I'm sure so does this kind of magnetic and electronic radiation that we're exposed to more and more frequently. Hundred percent, man. There's also another thing that says the movement of these electrons because of these EMFs they might damage the DNA, which in, so the DNA gets induced from an electronic standpoint and induces, and because of this induction, it produces guanine radicals, which um, upon reaction with water actually causes oxidative DNA stress. Mm -hmm. Another one showed exposure to uh, EMFs caused uh, human primary fibroblasts at only 50 hertz. 
which was measured at uh, 1.0 micro Teslas, cause slight but significant increases in DNA fragmentation. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know what the definition of DNA fragmentation exactly is. But I think you want that happening, right? But you don't want that happening. And it makes a lot sense where, if you think about it, we're, we have our own electromagnetic field. We're beings of chemical reactions. And just like you say, we're exposed to so much already environmental stresses. And this is another mechanism hmm. that's um, causing problems. In 2017, there was a Lai and Xing, which observed genotoxicity effects in these fields. Uh, this was more on rats, which was only up to 60 hertz. And if you think about it, 5G is 5,000 hertz. Mm. So that's yeah, so much more exposure. It's crazy. We should probably drive by some 5G towers and see what the hell is going on. Or stand by with this thing. Yeah, because it's scary. Even regular radio towers, like this stuff has shown to be detrimental. It just, there's not a lot of research on it because I feel like people are, are scared to report on it because it would hinder science almost and, and technology. And all that money from big tech companies. Mm. So that study actually showed a, that the increased DNA strand breaks in brain cells in a dose-dependent fashion, which, is, which means it indicated clastrogenic effects. And clastogen is a substance that causes and breaks in chromosomes as a result of a loss or rearrangement of chromosomal segments. Yeah. Some shit. Deep in the sauce, man. I Dude. wish we had somebody like with like a physics degree so we could explain more about this magnetic field. Yeah, maybe one day. And what's crazy is like, we check that Matt's, Matt's microwave and even when you unplug it, it still emits this radiation and same with, with all other electronics. So it's crazy to think about how much of this you're surrounded by. And imagine in schools where your kids are, how much electronic exposure they have over there too. Because like I said, same in the hospital, we have a lot of computers, same in school, a lot of computers, a lot of it's electronic based a lot of Wi-Fi signals going out because you need a good connection. So imagine their exposure. They, they come home and, man, it's like it's like crazy because I'm curious because some of my friends lived next to like a power grid or whatever, or generator. So I'm kind of curious on how much like volts their house just had just by being so close to it. Because I don't know, I'm not sure we didn't look into this, but I'm not sure there's like a guidelines on how far you have, to, you have to be away from it. But no one really tells you, hey, there's a power generator x amount of meters away from you and nobody really talks about it it's crazy because like i said people probably wouldn't buy homes next to them yeah, and I, I was actually looking at that there's only two states that have any regulations right now there's no uh, u.s federal legal limits when it comes mm -hmm. to exposure to magnetic fields uh two states which is florida and new york which limit public exposure through overhead lines for 150 uh, mg mm -hmm. which is equivalent to zero point one five micro teslas right so that right there shows you that hey if the government or the or the state's limiting this exposure then obviously they know that has some kind of detrimental effects which is not why i talked about like a lot of things in society unfortunately man but the calcium channel stuff that, that so you looked let at me uh, let me back that up because mm -hmm. i have made an error there oh shit. so one mg is actually equivalent to 0 0.1 micro tesla so if we have 150 mg that's actually 15 micro teslas damn that's way above the limit and those are for power headlines damn. so you don't want to be next to those lines right and 0.4 micro teslas were associated with an increase in leukemia in kids damn that's crazy dude and then, so in 2009 i found a paper published from the columbia university that described how these emfs activate cellular stress responses 
and it penetrates cells, nucleuses, and it interacts with the DNA. So I'm just going to go in through the process steps of how EMF causes oxidative damage in the cells. As you know, oxidative stress is not good because it causes free radicals. Free radicals is literally like, um, it's a radical which has a missing electron. All it wants to do is just go hit something to have another electron. But in this case, it causes more damage. Mm. So EMFs enter the cell. Our cell activates ROS, which is a reactive oxygen species. And it generates um, antioxidative mechanisms, which tries to regulate ROS, and it's trying to protect the cell membrane. Too much ROS is generated, which impairs antioxidative mechanisms, which can lead to many other diseases. This membrane is compromised. EMF can now enter the cell's nucleus. Mm -hmm. The EMF breaks DNA strands, which damage cells and can lead to cancerous tumors. The stress rep response increases heat shock stress proteins, mm. which so, is another protein that's actually protecting you from heat and it regulates like the cell's core temperature. Yeah. So it increases the free radicals basically in your system? Yes. How, yeah, and with free radicals, I'm sure you guys know that that's a, the number one cancer-causing thing is free radicals. That's why we have something called antioxidants, which they're still kind of 50-50 of their effectiveness, but supposedly antioxidants are supposed to decreases oxidative stress and get rid of these free radicals because they're able to kind of bond with them and you can kind of make you kind of say that it deactivates those those electrons that's crazy because we know that free radicals directly cause cancer so it's wild so this is causing free radicals which you know you could one could speculate that it's going to cause cancer eventually yep mm -hmm. well yeah it's it, it all bothers me so much where people think like Again, back to the government has his best interests in mind. It does, but there's also so much lobbying power that affects us. You know, mm -hmm. if you're if you're Apple, if you're Comcast, whatever, is you've got to throw some money in there so nobody funds this kind of research because if they do, it could affect your business, right? And we're not saying you know, get rid of all your electronics, go live in a mountain somewhere or forest. We're saying try to limit this because, like I said, our body has its own defense mechanism on on battling cancer, and you could say battling cells that aren't supposed to be where they are or grew the wrong way it has a mechanism but you don't want to kind of overwork this where there's so much cells that can cause cancer where your body kind of gets gets overpopulated with them and then it leads to cancer you kind of want to limit that kind of stuff same way you limit junk food in your, in your diet same way you want to eliminate this radiation exposure be careful yes. with with where you walk and kind of how wireless you can stay your houses and, and where you live Right. And one example is like AirPods, for example. I found out that my AirPods are admitting more EMF than my phone. So what am I going to do about that? Well, I used to be in the kitchen, listen to podcasts and cook, grill, walk around the house with an AirPod or two in my in my head. Shame, shame. Exactly. So now I'm going to wear a wireless, I'm not wireless, a wired headphone when I'm around the house where I could simply put my phone in my pocket. If I'm out of the house or I'm at the gym... I cannot stand a damn wire, so I'm still going to wear my AirPod. I'm not going to throw away the $250 pair of headphones. Mm -hmm. So just limit the exposure where your body has a maybe chance to reboot or clean itself up from the oxidative mm -hmm. stress or whatever the case might be. Yeah, or if you're at home, you know, use a speakerphone. If you're making a call, you know, put the phone on the counter, like walk away from it a little bit and just put on speakerphone so you can still communicate. Same with music, just put on speakerphone. And if you're in a store, I know, you know, they say don't be rude by going on speakerphone, but when I'm at a store, I use I use FaceTime and I don't put my AirPods and I just you know 
casually face up somebody in mid story. Yeah, it might be annoying to somebody, but it's like, is that really big of a deal? You know, it's not like you're following a, the same person throughout the store and you're FaceTime next to them. It's just exactly. kind of just you. Sometimes you got to be a little selfish and think about yourself sometimes. And FaceTime might be a better option than putting that that cell phone next to your ear. Yeah. Less about the collective, more about the individual, right? Yeah. That's what our constitution says. Yeah. Or even when you're in a car, you have those uh, those dashboard clips that you could clip your phone to. That's probably a better option than keeping that in your pocket or keeping it to like the right of you where, where your cup holder is. You're probably better off getting one of those cell phone holders that attach to your dash than, than keeping it in your pocket. I used to put my phone on airplane mode before bed all the time because mm -hmm. it was so close to me and I, that made me feel better because I was aware of EMFs. But as you get busier and busier in life, like there's phone calls that you want to you don't want to miss or right. something like that, and you just need to have your phone on. But does it decrease by a lot? Let me put my phone on airplane mode. See, it makes a difference if you think about it. Let me turn off Bluetooth, everything, minimize the screen. Well, you would have to. Um, what we have to do is first test it without. But you right now. So as you have the cell phone. Just do yours because you have the same cell phone. Not the same cell phone number though. <laughs> so right now I'm admitting. 0 0.3 0 0.4 micro teslas randomly mm -hmm. let's see I'm doing the front of my phone 1.8 or i should say 0 0.8 yeah still dangerous 0 levels. 0.4 go ahead and do that as you're going to talk what's interesting is i found also studies about emfs and how they affect the volt gate calcium channels mm. i'll be honest with you it's anywhere from 0.3 to 0.6 micro teslas so are you know. in airplane mode? Yeah. Sounds so like it's still thing. admitting things. Oh yeah. 0.99 that one was. Yeah. Look for yourself. Still Whoa, dangerous. Whoever's on YouTube right now, you can check it out. So damn. Whoa. 1.6. Interesting. And radiation is going to fluctuate, which is based on, I don't know what apps are consuming your cell phone usage during that time. Uh, so one thing that's interesting here is calcium signaling and membranes surrounding your cells. So EMFs were actually able to uh, stimulate the voltage gate. So there's a so it can force the calcium channel sensor, which detects electrical charges and open up the gate in the cell membrane. So as you know, you have you know potassium channel, sodium, and all these things that open and allow things to happen. So EMFs are actually able to allow these sensors to stay open it crosses right through the cell membrane and it could cause damage there one thing that it does it actually increases intracellular calcium and it also increases nitric oxide into the cells so as you know uh, nitric oxide has some health benefits such as stimulating bone growth and increasing uh, uh, calcium but too much of it actually becomes super oxidized so it, it causes something uh pero Peroxic nit nitrate. Uh, this is a big deal because it actually, it's actually a potent non-radical oxidant, and it breaks down to many different free radicals, which causes, as you know, damage and can lead to chronic diseases. One interesting fun fact is it's not a correlation, but autism is connected with excessive amounts of intracellular calcium. So what happens to maybe women that are pregnant that are exposed to long exposure? exposures of emfs because mm -hmm. we don't know how these environmental toxins are affecting us including our baby it's just not studied right. and of course it's going to be hard to be studied because it's not ethical 
we would have to first, I don't know, get pregnant rats <laughs> in a controlled environment and see when the when the rat makes the baby, what happens to I don't can even rats have autism though? Probably. I have Maybe no idea. That I don't know. I'm sure Rotism? Rotism, yeah. I'm sure we could find a genetically modified rat that could be exposed to autism. I'm sure they could figure out some shit, man. Yeah. And real quick, I also tested like the radiation on my phone was turned off and it does still emit a little bit of radiation even when it's off, which is crazy. And that's one thing we've, you, you mentioned earlier in the show that even though your microwave is unplugged, it's still releasing um, electric fields and, and magnetic fields mm. or no, no, just electric fields. Yeah. So we, we don't, we're not scientists to know exactly what the devices have inside of them that cause this, but clearly it still does. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's crazy. And we carry this thing with us, with us all the time and it even shows when it's off, it still can be somewhat detrimental to you. And getting into some guidelines for EMF. So just like we said, there's a lot of disagreements between scientific literature, whether low to mid EMFs actually are cancer causing and whether it's actually causing damage to the human health. Um, and if so, how much, uh, we're not sure. As far as the, the current International Agency for Research on Cancer, IARC, there was an evaluation in 2011 that potentially linked um, RF radiation to uh, cancer in people, particularly glioma, which is a malignant type of brain cancer. Yeah. So that was the only correlation so far that they have found. Uh, there is conclusions that are that you know there is risks if you go to your cell phone about. I think there is a RF exposure uh, section there, and it tells you about mm -hmm. the um, the exposure. Yeah. I did uh, did a little bit of digging if AirPods could play a role with people that have headaches or, or migraines. And even though I didn't put in the show notes, I did skim over some stuff that, that there's a few people that when they decreased their use of, of AirPods and headphones, they actually had it kind of went away. But um, now that I'm thinking, were they playing music the whole time? And was it a volume that was causing the, the, the headache or whatever? But but e either way, it showed that, that by putting those AirPods away or listening to it less, it decreased their, their headache. So if you're someone that's prone to headaches and, and stuff, maybe you shouldn't put AirPods in as, as often. Maybe if you want to listen to like meditation or something kind of music or sounds that you could say help alleviate your headache, maybe you should use your phone on speakerphone or you just, just the TV yeah. instead of those AirPods. And so far, when it comes to regulations, we found the Building Biology, Biology Institute recommended only 0.1 micro Teslas of a maximum exposure, which is the magnetic field in your sleeping areas. Mm. So if you're sleeping, just be cognizant of what is around. If you have a TV by you, a laptop, put that away. If it's your phone, put some distance away from it. I have actually a Alexa that's next to me. So I literally put this on and it was at 50 millivolts. All right, there Alexa, you go. Stop. Always listening, always listening. She's always up to something. And, you know, and when you want to ask her something, she, she ignores it. But times like this where she's not supposed to be listening, she's listening. You got to be careful with those so things. I'm going to give her a different name. I'm going to call her Monica for the show. So you know Monica. why? That's why I give her a female voice because women always be listening, dude. And that's why, you know, Alexa sounds like a female and not a dude. All yeah. of them standard because women always listening, dude. Same with these things. Let, let us know if that's true. So um, I have a Monica next to my... Um, my uh, little stand in the bed and I actually was checking this meter to see how far I have to be because I think that the current guidelines is it recommends 10 to 20 volts per meter maximum in, uh, in your home and offices. 
it goes way above if you have your laptop and mm -hmm. it's just there. And when it comes to the sleeping arrangement, five volts max. So I literally, this thing was 50 by my left side of the bed. I had to go towards the middle where it was only three to one. Mm -hmm. So I might move my bed a little bit further when I'm sleeping tonight. Yeah, and this you could this could be a benefit for somebody that snoozes their alarm a lot. If you put your phone further away from you and you gotta get up and turn it off, that's not only gonna benefit you by decreasing the amount of radiation exposure you're going to have, but it's also gonna help you wake up and that's news because once you're up already out of bed, you're less likely to go back and, and go back to sleep, right? Because once you stand up, who wants to go back, lay down? Yeah. Unless you're really stubborn, <laughs> but then you should probably work on other things. And uh, there's, no, um, there's no regulations as far as the FCC or United States, federal branches for this, but I found a scientific panel in Norway they recommended the 0.1 max micro Teslas in your environment and sleeping arrangements because they concluded that exposure uh, limit actually puts you at risk for leukemia, brain tumors, Alzheimer's, mm -hmm. ALS, sperm damage, and damage strained breaks from the DNA. 100%. Like we should look at the research. If you're consistently exposed to a 0.4, it increases your chance of leukemia times two if you're a child. If you're exposed to 0.3, it increases it by 1.7. So it makes sense that 0.1, probably over long periods of time, is also going to be detrimental in some kind of way. When I give you leukemia, but it might give you those headaches, it might give you those other issues that, that Matt talked about. You just gotta be careful. Like we can't we can't live with modern you can't we cannot live without modern technology, but it doesn't mean that it always has to be around you. It doesn't doesn't mean you always have to be in it. Yeah, there's also something called like EMF protectors where and I don't know how well they work. We didn't have a chance to purchase them. And maybe we could do like a little follow-up episode on this mm. for the protectors. Or maybe get somebody on the show from the company if they're that good. But supposedly, and I bought one for my parents at home. I just haven't had time to test it. But supposedly what it does, it, if you have a Wi-Fi router and it's emitting EMF radiation, somehow this device channels the EMF radiation and turns into a more healthy frequency, more of a natural frequency to, let's just say, Earth um, admits. Hmm. It wouldn't take away all of the frequencies that these devices are admitting, like your cell phone and Wi-Fi, because then it would completely cut the... It wouldn't work. It? Yeah, it would cut the connection, the signal, there we go, that's what I was looking for, um, to whatever you're trying to do. Hmm. So whether they work, I'm not sure. I know I looked at a couple websites, but it's their own blog posts from the companies that are sh saying good things about it. Hmm. Uh, we definitely have to do more research. Yeah, and if you guys want to buy one of these, maybe this EMF, these electromagnetic radiation tester, we could probably pop a uh, Amazon link in the show notes just in case you want to check your house, especially if you live next to power lines or, or a generator or you just want to check out your office space and complain to your boss that you're getting you know, headaches because too much radiation, you know, you could probably buy one of these. Yeah, it's, it's for sure a health hazard. It's about and the size of an iPhone, what would you say, like iPhone 10? Yeah, and in 1986, the FCC made some regulations on it, and we talked about the thermal regulation, so I don't want to get back into that. But that was their only consideration when it took uh, the effects of EMF. Uh, and then 2011, they did a follow-up, and they basically didn't make any changes based on technological advances. And one thing to keep, which, which is interesting, is the way they check this, you know, they check... EMF radiation based on two or more inches. That's like the distance that they use for cell phones and all that. Mm. But let's not keep in mind that it's called a laptop. It's literally sitting on your lap. It's a cell phone that we're completely holding freaking um, 
their hands. Hands to, I, I wanted to use a word, I couldn't get it. Paw? Paw, like literally palm to hand there, right? So our own regulatory body bodies aren't following up on literature and research for the harmful effects of this. And yeah. just like I mentioned earlier, not even multiple sources of EMFs and what are the harmful effects? Yeah. They're kind of, you know how science can kind of be bent towards one way. This is kind of almost bending towards one way because two inches, when the hell your phone isn't two inches away from your hand, it's literally in your hand. When you're talking on your cell phone, you're literally it's next to your ear, to your brain, you know? So it's like crazy to kind of look at this and actually pay attention to how they do these trials and these recommendations and regulations because sometimes they're not always driven in the in like the best manner you could say yeah and even uh the comparison between different types of humans you know the fcc is saying it's safe but what is a 200 pound man that's freaking full of mass and his skull is bigger versus a child they mm. deserve the same exposure why isn't there no regulations on that? Right. When I looked at different uh, countries, I think France banned, for example, Wi-Fi's in kindergartens. Why can't we get a little bit more ahead of the curve and see what we can change to protect our kids? Right. And the only thing, uh, last point here, that's maybe groundbreaking or that's a positive news on this is in August 13th of 2021, uh, the U.S. court appealed um, against the FCC and favored children's health defense in a two-to-one panel decision calling the FCC to reevaluate its wireless radiation exposure standards. Yeah. So that's the latest news on that, where the U.S. court challenged that. But we'll see what they do as far as testing or changing those regulations. Right. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, and it's crazy thing about while we're podcasting, we're getting exposed to high amounts of radiation. So this is, the, this is what we're doing for you guys. Not only spreading knowledge, but also doing detrimental stuff to our bodies. Putting ourselves on the front line. All right, guys, thank you everyone for tuning in to this jam-packed episode about EMF radiation, the harmful effects to the human body. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you guys do and find value in this podcast, slap some five stars on the show. Give us a comment. Give us some love in the comment section. We appreciate that. It motivates us to keep on producing high-quality content. Thank you. Thank you so much. Peace. Bye -bye.